The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Oh, no, it was the white. I thought it was the Grenache. Oh, was, that's okay. The... Hey, everybody, welcome to the wine going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Myers. Karma. With, with Brian Casey, who's... Trying to beat Sam to the poor. <laughs> there you go. And, and of course, Sam Katuri and Bart Good Hansen. afternoon. Those are yeah. un, unauthorized blends, Brian. Unauthorized blends. <laughs> I think it's a Not Grenache, TTG. Marsan, Rousson, Grenache Blanc, Chenin Blanc. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. I remember uh, <laughs> nailed it. Slight <laughs> orange hue. <laughs> many years ago, when a field blend, man. Many years ago, when um, a winery, a winery up in Healdsburg, Domain Saint George, I believe it was, they had a uh, a blush Chardonnay, and um, there's only one way that you make that. It's right. that someone hooked up the wrong tank and right. put a little red wine into went, the Chardonnay. Oh, oh shit! And went, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's too late. We made a blush uh, Chardonnay. Yeah, you know, we were just experimenting with things back there, and we kind of like the way it came out. Yeah, there's <laughs> more of those stories around than well, than, well, 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 you do it. How white yeah. Zinfandel <laughs> exists? Right. I mean, that white Zinfandel was a fuck up in the winery. Right, white Zinfandel. It was a stuck fermentation. There was no color, and they're like, well, we'll, uh, we'll call it white Zinfandel, and we'll put it out in the market. And the next thing you knew, it dominated for two billion dollars. I remember yep. when every woman I knew. Drank pink zen. Well, as we were just no saying uh, off off recording, Bar was t- they. There was a time in California when there was more white Zinfandel made than there were Zinfandel vineyards in California. Right. And and Bart, now how is that possible? Well, it's um, at the time there was <laughs> a winery. Wait, wait. At, let me at, make a calculator. At the time there was a winery which will remain unknown, unnamed. You could Google it. Um, and they uh, sold a lot of bulk wine to large wineries. Um, and, you know, a lot of wineries will buy bulk white Zinfandel as opposed to actually trying to make it during the busiest time of the year. And they, they wanted white Zinfandel, and he sent it to them. And I think we call it cooking the books, you know, where you just... Um, well, I've seen you don't you that. don't I've record every business they, they made off with all the white Zinfandel. Right. You don't you don't record when you put the white or the French Colombard into the tank with the petite Syrah and it comes out pink. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's white Zinfandel. But that you know, that was a that was a court. Um it went to court and he got fined and and, and it fined. was a bi- it was a big deal. Yeah. Well, so, that is a big deal, though. But he I mean, is you still gotta, in business. Yeah, that's a big deal. You got to, what's on the label should be what's in the bottle. And and John and I were just Truth talking about advertising. this earlier. That that's why yeah, we, I mean, cheap yeah. people don't do it. It's, that's it's, the, yeah. the, our interaction as a wine producer with the federal government is basically about what is in the bottle and what is on the label lining up. Right. And that's what, that's, I mean, that in collecting taxes, that's basically what the, the tax and trade board does. And, and they make sure that the alcohol percentage that you put on there is correct. They make sure that the volumes, the volume is right. And the, um, the appellation, you know, the provenance of the grapes and what's in there. Uh, but how do this, so, so I've always wanted to know this. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but, but so it's TTB, right? That, yeah. That, 
does this. Like, how do they actually do that? Because I've had to submit labels before for a wine that, right. that was made for the restaurant. And so you have to put on, uh, you know, where it's from, the varietal, um, the vintage, and then the, the alcohol percentage, I think, is important to them. Yeah. And then also the imagery that's on the label, because there's certain things that you're not... No legal. flags. No, no international or no, no flags. No flags. Period. No nudity. Um, I know that's actually nudity. No been, boobs. Yeah. yeah. Well, Although they, you can get away yeah, with that. That's gotten. Oh, my uncle got, got popped. Loosened, that's that's gotten loosened up. No, my yeah. uncle got uh, popped for, and it was like not. It was like weird figure drawing lines. You couldn't even tell. But they, some. It, when it comes to that stuff, the the design element of your label, basically. Everything that I've ever heard is it depends on whose desk it lands on. That's wow. correct. Or the TTB. That, that, and, the, and the other thing that you can't do is you can't make claims. Like you can't make a claim that wine is good for you. You can't make a. You, oh, you, interesting. You, you, I can't well, say you fall under the food laws. At right. That you point, also yeah. can't say like on a bottle of Grenache we can't mention anything about Chateauneuf de Pop or can't use the, the word Southern Rhone. Can't use the word. You can't Rhone. use that because so how do the how do well, Kelly's how do happy the, about that? How do the Benzigers get away with selling a white Burgundy? Or how does anyone that get away? was? You know what? They got away with it back in the you know uh, late eighties. And it got by someone's desk, and once it's in, yeah, once you're through, once you're, you're through, you're through. You don't you have know. to resubmit. And every port, year. I mean, how can we sell port as port if it's not from Portugal? Um, again, I think it's you know that's kind of overlooked. So I mean, well, if you get deep you. into it, basically, it, it's um, trade agreements between different countries are what uh, where. Uh, the AOs protections like that come from. So if those things were put through before there was a trade agreement between the U.S. and Portugal, then they can make uh, make California port. But you don't see, you know, sparkling wine That's is something that, that the wine. French have right. trade agreement protections right. for. And nobody, you know, if you... Uh, so basically, it, if um, the U.S. allows labels to do a... a you know something that's protected, then it triggers taxes and tariffs, and and so it's all about it's all about international trade. So if what if you the, wanted to put Shiraz instead of Syrah on your next? Uh, I could, no, you, you of can Syrah. you can do that. They don't care because that's be Syrah fun. doesn't sell anyway, so nobody cares. Right, and and, <laughs> oh, I like right. and, and it doesn't sell a Shiraz either. I just got um, a 2009 you know Syrah. Uh, I love Syrah. I buy Syrah all the time, but well, Syrahs. You know what? Thank God, because yeah. if if it did sell, we'd be paying more for it. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Syrah's so, the best one of the so best raw deals lovers. Around. Keep it, keep it on the down low. Yeah. Don't from, tell uh, anyone. From Wine Spectator, <laughs> and this is in late June. Um, a couple of guys were busted in Marseille. Uh, chairman of the giant bulk wine merchant Raphael Michael and several company managers uh, that were taken into custody, held and booked on criminal charges, fraud and deception. And violation of uh, con consumer and tax codes. So it's an investigation that has rocked the Rhone Valley, bringing up Kelly McAuliffe again. <clears throat> he cannot be happy about that. Stands accused of masterminding a massive fraud for more than three years, allegedly sourcing the equivalent of nearly four million cases of wow. table wine and reselling four it as million? four yeah. million cases. That's a big deal. Part. That's one of those deals where it's like more than exists in the Appalachian. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. And, and, and reselling it as premium wine from Rhone Appalachians, including Cote de Rhone and your favorite, to Chateau de Pop. Jeez. Probably nine, nine years. Are lang, nine years. Yeah. Is it worth it? 
That's like, I mean, that's like, your, that's like a, a, keep a Rockefeller drug law right, sentence. Right. Do they get to yeah. keep the money? Yeah, exactly. Well, the Rockefeller Probably. drug laws were basically, if you have it, you get 15 years, right. boom, done. Yeah, no matter what, the yeah. mandatory minimum is 10. Well, that, but nine years, that, nine years for wine fraud, that, I mean, that's the thing. The story that Bart talked about uh, with, the, with the White Zinfandel, that company, the reason we're not saying it is because they'll crush us, uh, still is in existence. And uh, there was, I mean, there was some financial, you know, some, some fines and some slaps on the wrist. But, uh, you know, that's the difference between the, the white collar crime, American baby. government and the French government. The French government is serious, uh, serious when it comes to wine labeling wine protection in a way that the cheese punitive, i bought was the cheese too food in general french right? brie this morning it, it's you know and they take it very seriously now bart since you've just been bottling and crushing etc uh the facilities in uh, in one spot have four loading stations that can pump the equivalent of 6500 cases of wine Per hour into Ooh. tankers, sixty five hundred cases per hour. Now, is that? I'd have to do the math. How many gallons and, that and is? Were, I mean, you know, and it, they sold ninety four million dollars in the and the equivalent of ten million cases of wine last year. All so. all, all of the wineries are sized accordingly, you know, and um, you know, at, at Lassiter we have inch and a half hoses that we use to move wine around. Probably the same yeah. we're at sixteen six hundred. Um, those large wineries, they use three and four inch hoses and big pumps, big tanks, big, pumps, big, hoses. big tanks, and it happens very quickly. Um, so it's just it's all a matter of you know economy of scale, I guess. Is a and good, look, there's uh, there's winery production facilities of that size all over California. Uh, you just right. you don't see don't them. No, they're not the they're not the tourist stops. They're not you know. Uh, I mean, maybe there's one in Sonoma that is even close to a highway. Um, you know, they're up in Sonoma County, you know, northern Sonoma County. They're all over you drive Central between, Valley. Yeah, if you drive between uh, here and uh, San Luis Obispo, um, yeah, sure. there's a right on oh, yes. 101, you yes, see them. Sir. They're these big tanks, you know, Monterey Wine Company. Right. And there's some other ones you you can see. that It's a definitely a wine processing there's, there's, plant. There's tanks where, you know, if you had two bottles of wine for the rest of your life, you'd drink the equivalent of two inches of that tank. I mean, there's there's just great... The joke that we keep making in the tasting room uh, is the w amount of wine that we make a year is how much some wineries spill in a day. You know, just the, the, the scale... Is so vast from you know small wineries like like Bart and I to medium sized wineries to the absolute behemoths that it's um you know, it's not it's it's not even it's night and day. Oh, we had somebody on uh, the KSVY show who was doing a small bottling custom crush forty. They were just doing forty cases. There was a split in the hose. They didn't catch it. It went down the drain. And then and they twenty cases. They still. Charged them for the forty cases. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and but but you know what? I bet they weren't there next year. <laughs> I'm sure. Why would you go back? I mean, if somebody's going to treat you like that, you know, that's that's not good. So. Well, and as a frame of reference to, well, it's not even how they. Sorry, Brian. It's no, not no, even no. how they treat you, but it may, might say something to the quality of the um, 
company of of yeah, and and of the people doing the work. And well, and let's you, face it, for winer for wineries, we depend on the vineyard workers to do their job as well as good as they can or better, because um, that way we get really good fruit, and then it's up to us in the winery to make really good wine out of it. And you know, if you're not paying attention and not following the winemakers desires you you know you can screw up something really quickly and you've told me that if you get something in the line somewhere i mean you have to keep a winery so incredibly clean that i mean something in in a line somewhere can cause a bugaboo for years and years before you can find it so you have to really start out and keep it super clean 80 percent janitorial isn't that what you said yes 80 percent janitorial you clean everything and you get it ready and then you do your wine work and then you clean it again. You know, it's it's all janitorial. And and it takes longer. A lot of times it takes longer to um, prep and clean up after your, um, you know, job than it actually the takes to do job. it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, I mean, other than intense 12-hour crushes, I can't think of much work in the winery or like big long bottling days where the cleanup and setup work is less time than the actual work. It's all all in the cleanup and the setup. It's it's winemaking, you know, by definite, it's process oriented. If you don't, if you don't do it right, if you try and skip steps or or cut corners, uh, that's when you make problems and mistakes that um you know certainly last through a, a vintage uh if not you know the history of the, the you know the life of the winery and you know i always like to that's say that's the key right there the life of the winery right. and that's what you were saying and, and and i always like to say you know making wine is like it's kind of like a roadmap. and when you determine that you're going to treat a wine a certain way you you change the direction of your road and it doesn't mean that what you did last year is those opportunities aren't going to be presented to you again. Um, and, and so it takes you down a different way. And, and that's why we have different wines from year to year. Um, so, so it's like when you're on Google Maps and you're like, this route will take you five minutes longer. Right. And, and you go that way. And right. once you're there, you can't get back to the other way. Right. And you yeah. experience something and it's wonderful, but um, it may not be what you were wanting. How do you, you can't get there from here. Right. No, I've heard that plenty of times. <laughs> you can't get there from here. Uh, in in fact, we were in. Um, Not a song. Oh, I think so. <laughs> we're outside of Paris, uh, Versailles. There are there is a particular route that we wanted to take. We stopped at a gas station. Okay, just take the next turn. It's on the sign. We took that turn three different times. Came back to his station three different times until he said. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Once you take that turn, then you got to take the first right turn after that. It's <laughs> like, and I'm, I mean, I'm beating on the wheel of the you know, steering wheel of the car. I'm losing my mind. I, rem- I remember when I was in Italy Lord. as a kid, and we we're, you know, we, uh, wherever we went, we always there was like a local connection that we had from some wine or something. And we're in this one place, and somebody's giving us directions, and they said. You know, everywhere you went in Italy, there would be at like every big intersection, there'd be a, all these signs and arrows and pointing in different directions. And he said that every few years, the Italian government comes and changes all those signs up just so that people don't drive so fast. <laughs> so he said, don't listen to any of those signs and t- take my directions instead. You're like, oh my God, how are we going to get anywhere? Take the first roundabout and take the first exit on the roundabout and then take the second roundabout, the third so, exit. Speaking of Italy uh, and Tuscany, 
What's up with the who? Talk where, about where, a so segue. Yeah, where'd these, oh, right? so, wow. Nailed it. Nailed uh, that. Where'd these Barolos come so, from? <laughs> so I had a couple Barolos in my um, in my little collection at home in the in the little fridge or whatever. And I heard I got excited because I was I was listening to a Psalm talk the other day about Barolo and how the way he described Barolo because this guy wasn't into and I remember we had this couple shows back about talking about. Um, flavor profiles and tasting notes and all this the way he described barolo was he said it's like walking into an old church he said you smell the the incense and the old wood and the the old hymnals the the leather bound books um and you know barolo is i think it's one of those places where i don't think the soil is very great um you got crappy soil so these vines are really struggling um, but I like that description. Sangiovese, right? Uh, uh, Nebbiolo. Nebbiolo. So I love the description of the of the Barolo. So I pulled out a couple, and there's a real difference in between these two in terms of um, style and quality. So you've got the Damilano, uh, which is um, the Dalai Lama. Damilano. <laughs> uh, the Damilano. Damiano. Which is Damilano. The, uh, Sam, um, you're the Italian. Come on. I don't know. And that's the 2010. And then you've got this other one that I that I picked up. Uh, it was a bargain. It was 2011. We have a lot more glasses um, if you but need. Completely you know, completely different wines. Totally different wines. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting? The the, the 2011 is lighter in color and almost right. tastes old. You know, one of the things about Barolo is um, the only time I drink Barolo is. Uh, when you know I'm drinking at a dinner with with like Robert Kamen and he has a collection of old Barolo, right? And my understanding of Barolo is that really the good ones you can't drink for fifteen twenty years, right? And the and the interesting thing is this eleven is you know obviously a year younger than the twenty ten. The the eleven is more in a drinking window to me than totally. Than so the, what are the, oh, the, totally. the grapes? Yeah. Nebbiolo. Nebbiolo. Yeah. yeah. What are they? Yeah. That's. That's the variety is Nebbiolo. Okay, so and do we grow any in the U.S.? There's whatsoever? a little bit. Is there? There's any? a little bit. There's people that are doing it. Nebbi, uh, so the French, the, the Italian word for fog is nebbia for cl- like clouding clouds. Uh, so Nebbiolo grows in sort of cloudy, wet uh, northern Italy, you know, Piedmont. Well, I uh, like it Alba. because it says pairs well with grilled meats, poultry, game, pasta, and tomato sauce. Okay. It's, oh, you mean it's red, it's, red, it's, it's red wine? It's a shocking. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Well, let's uh, give the Barolos a couple of uh, Wow, I mean, the, the texture on uh, the 2010. On the 10, the Damilano? Yeah. Damilano. And now, yeah, it's, it's big. It's, te- I mean, it's, it's massive. Got a, yeah. It's probably 10 years from prime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while the 11 is there and, you know, probably isn't going to stay there much longer, I don't think. Uh, now, and why, I don't know enough of the. Would, what is it chemistry wise uh, about the wine that would make it? That ha- it, it's vintage and producer are the two, the two biggest differences, right? Uh, some vintages are going to be much longer lasting and maybe much less accessible early in the life of the wine and much better later. Some, uh, you know, and I, maybe Bart can talk about why that happens more sort of chemically. I don't know. Just, I, you know, I, I think it's just function of the ripening year. Um, I don't think Barolo is a big appellation. No. Um, so I, I can't imagine there's a the lot of variation. 
Um, well, I, I, I'm going to... Well, Bill would kill me yeah, for saying big that. Big variation right. in these. Big I mean, so there's, so there's two one. things in this. Is One is the vintage variation, but also we don't know where these two plots of land are or where they came from. So that could have or a lot to do with it also. styles of the, of and the then, house. And then styles of the house. Yeah, you know, there are, there are winemakers out... That, yeah, there are winemakers out there now that... You know, they do a lot of analysis and, and, and look for, you know, anthocyanins and total tannins, and that helps direct them to the type of wine that they're making. Um, you know, they use a laboratory to their advantage. Um, and then there's people that just take what the, you know, earth gives them and does the best job intuitively with it. Um, and I think that could be a little bit of the variation in these also. You guys want to know how much I paid for these? Sure. I'm going to say 15 bucks for which one? Damilano. That one is forty dollars at Costco. That Milano Whoa. Is that, that Damilano on a restaurant wine list, you'd probably pay a hundred bucks for. Mm-hmm. And then the I feel like I've seen that on the it. other one I got at um, Grocery Outlet for Bargain for Market for about nine or ten nine bucks. Yep. Well, there's a big difference, and you can tell there's a big difference in the packaging. The Damilano is in the big that big thick glass. Right. It, that's an expensive the glass bottle. itself weighs about two pounds. Yeah, right then. But that's you know, how you know the wine's good, right? <laughs> but well, they do have they, they, the Riesling you brought over the other day and left. Oh God, that that the mag that yeah. magnet made um, an absolutely incredible chicken thigh with Riesling <laughs> meal. Oh, I thought you were going to say you pounded out the chicken thighs with nah, it. No, dude. That's, that's, what I, that's what I do at home. I don't with have a bottle? meat pounder. I actually use bottles. Yeah. No, no, no. We just let the uh, thighs okay. go and cooked it in there and used that whole nice. w- whatever was I'm glad that got put to good use. Oh, it did. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. So, well, the difference here is amazing. And but there's, there's but I, I, commonalities I pay, between pay, them, too. I'd, I would pay 40 bucks. No. For that, if I knew both, um, and I knew what I was going to get in the glass at the end, I'd pay yeah. forty bucks for that. Yeah, no problem. You yeah. know, and, and that Tommy Lana was opened up probably about an hour ago. But I, I bet if you sat here for another two hours, or if you woke up here tomorrow, um, or a week from now, that thing would open up really Hopefully nicely. Nobody's yeah. going to wake up here tomorrow <laughs> except you right john? Except john and i <laughs> well we we've had uh, house yeah, guests you have, uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, a hungarian uh, the, the whole commission then uh you know and i tried to warn these poor folks i tried and tried and tried we sent emergency texts do not leave anything in the car i mean anything don't leave a dime in the pocket where you're going to pay your toll just don't do it right Listen to me, you'll get it stolen. What did they do? They left everything in the car. In the city? Broken into, had to take the car back, driving with all the glass flying around, all this crap. They were in San Francisco? They were right at the Civic Center because they were meeting... Oh, that's the. They were meeting the Hungarian. That's the place co- to get stuff stolen. Well, they, but they were out, you know, in a lot, you know, that should have been quote unquote guarded, right? right. Yeah, right. Et cetera, et cetera. But the person at the lot gets a cut. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> you know. But what the hell? This is San Francisco. What the hell happens in Detroit? I mean, are you just not allowed to even park you anywhere don't even, near the city? Because nobody goes downtown Detroit. Oh, there you go, I guess. If you go to the airport, you go north to right. Cranbrook area and all that. And, you know, no, it's, it's, it just simply happens that uh, we have a real problem in San Francisco with car thefts. I mean, I mean, I got a ticket for 100 bucks for not clocking my wheels Oh yeah, I got that same ticket, and I was on a flat street. Right now, San Francisco's uh, parking ticket 
it's a crazy. Uh, cartel is yeah. in a it's in a it's a revenue well, generating system they're not right. using the money very well somebody's getting it yeah well so the, the tow truck drivers have nice tow trucks or something well man <laughs> they used to have in chicago somebody called the lincoln park pirates no matter where you were parked they would tow you <laughs> and you can fight it out with the city but you still had to pay them a hundred bucks to yeah, get exactly. that car back <laughs> and, matter what and they just after all these years he and steve goodman the guy who did the the dying cubs last request song right. and was famous for that uh and wrote, for city wrote, of new orleans wrote one yeah he, yes he did and uh wrote one about the lincoln park pirates and how they you know they they get away with murder. They just shut him down last year. <laughs> and I left five years ago. So, um, As somebody whose last name ends in a vowel, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for organized crime. <laughs> 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 you know, a good racket. Uh, you know, it's okay. <laughs> as long, you know, I mean, as long as you don't get hit too many times. Yeah, exactly. you know? I know people well, It's like who, running numbers. As long as yeah, no one's getting killed over right, it. Right, just I mean, paying uh, your toll, yeah, paying your dues, right. you know? I know people <laughs> who used to have hundreds of parking tickets. And they would every once in a while, every year, they'd go, okay, if you want to come in and clean up your tickets, you pay 10%. Oh, yeah, God. amnesty. Amnesty. Yeah, I, they used to see me every year in San Francisco. <laughs> amnesty <laughs> was like, that was like, okay, woohoo, save it up, because we're coming in for amnesty. Um, How yeah, many, please don't what, arrest me. What was the <laughs> no maximum boot. amount of tickets you I don't had remember. I, just, I mean, living in the city, you can park in front of your own apartment, and if you're parked at the wrong time... You're right. screwed. Seat you get a ticket, you get towed. I mean, sweeping. Or, right, yeah. right. Yeah, Lower Hate, uh, South of Market, uh, Potrero Hill. It didn't matter where you lived. Um, you, I still get lost in San Francisco. Unless I'm on the Embarcadero, uh, Fisherman's Wharf, and then head up on Fillmore or a couple of very familiar streets, Lombard, et cetera. Then I can get where I'm going. Other well, don't park on Lombard. <laughs> Not on that curvy yeah. part. I can yeah. tell you that. No, no. That's a bad spot. You know, I think they're closing that down. I think they're. Uh, I thought they actually yeah, they're did. closing it down or make charging or something. You know, we have yeah. some friends that live at the top of that, and their kids um, have a lemonade stand out there. Yeah, like, and I mean, seriously, oh they make God, hundreds make of cool. dollars. Kids are driving Jaguar. According to the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> Kids yeah. are trying brilliant, to and it's San Francisco, so it's seven dollar lemonade, right? Right. Well, you know, and then the whole thing about where right. you park. Um, uh, Jerry Benziger uh, used to always tell a story about how he, his wife would have to park on at the same place on the square, so that way she knew how to get home. So right. you know, they just never <laughs> kind of made it back after you know going living in New York and moving out here was just too confusing. Well, New York is very well laid out. Parallel and perpendicular, that's it until you get in the village. Right. You know, and then, and then you get then lost. Then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I forget it. I was once on Spring Street. It took me hours to get home. The thing um, about New York that gets me, you, you can get in the sub, you, you're in a neighborhood, you go down into the subway, and then you pop up and you're on a whole, you have no idea like where you are in relation to where you just were. And the funny thing about it is you actually do like city streets. It's not as big but you ride the subway and it feels gigantic because you feel like you're miles from where you started well, you, and you start, maybe went you 15 start blocks. downtown then yeah. you hit midtown then you know we always used to get off at 86th street that's where joan lived and uh i mean then that's way up there from yeah, downtown east side or west side west side right. near zabars yeah oh, you I know, know exactly where zabars barney is. green grass and zabars i had a we had a family friend who used to run 
Carmine's there in oh, yeah. the 80s. Hey, yeah. Carmine. Hey, you and, know Carmine. And our favorite French <laughs> restaurants, you know. And, and I would stop at the little liquor store. And you got to slice the s- garlic real thin <laughs> with the razor blade. <laughs> and, and, and how they slice, well, you know, Zabar's to 70,000, or the term I heard and the number I heard, 70,000 pounds of smoked fish a week. Wow. And that's just because they're known as the place for. Well, these, and it's in the, these people are smoked sable, smoked salmon, smoked. You know, it's, just it's in a smoked stuff. fish eating part of the city too. Are oh, we yeah. talking yeah. Jewish? Is that yes, what we're saying? Where, that's, okay. a, that's a Jewish. Yeah. Jew, Jewish and just if you'd like, right? Good it's stuff, the smoked man. fish in New York. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So hey, and we just got our our. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, or if you guys care. You live in Sonoma, but we have the smart train. That has is now running. Is it the running? train to nowhere? Starting the twenty <laughs> fifth, it is running from Sonoma County Airport in Santa Rosa to downtown Centerfell, with stops in between. That's that's. I saw it running. I saw it moving on the tracks the other day, driving. Well, it's been it. believe me, it's been moving for over a year. It's just Why you haven't been able to ride it. Uh, well, it just doesn't. It doesn't go that far. It doesn't go through Marin. In the sixties, um, the North Bay opted out of being in Bart. And that's why there is there was going to be a BART line that came up through Vallejo, across the bottom of Napa, across the bottom of Sonoma, and then connect oh, to 101 in Petaluma, and then been. down underneath the Richmond Bridge. And the North Bay didn't want anything to do with it, and now we'd have no... You know, don't say the North Bay. It, it was Marin people, right? It was Marin people, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was Marin. Marin. Let's, let's, you know what? And, let's and, call it what it and, is, and, those and Marin people. Well, and then here's the, the, the shame about the smart train. Um is that it stops at the bus station, train station in downtown San Rafael. And so for anybody that wants to use the train to get into San Francisco, then they've got to get off the train, get on a bus, take the bus either to San Francisco or, or the take the bus building. to the ferry building. Right. And there are tracks that go right past the ferry building. But the <laughs> county right. of Marin. Anyone that's seen a Dirty Harry, Dirty Harry, you can see whether that last part of the Dirty Harry movie where the. You got the drawbridge and the tracks going yeah. across. That's that's right. That's where it right is. there yeah. in Larkspur. Yeah, that's. Oh. Yeah. And, and it's a shame that they're not taking it all the way down there. And yeah, you know. it really well, is. my wife lives. It's the not my so wife, smart train. Uh, my wife works in Terralinda Countyites. So for her, she can leave. She can leave at uh, five forty from Katati, where we live, and get there by six thirty in Terralinda, and then just walk. You know, two blocks over to her office. And so that's she's cool. got a. You've got a new house too, right? Well, oh, not a new. I mean, we, we bought we, we oh, bought the okay. house. It's not a new house, okay. but um, yeah, we are proud owners of a. Uh, hey, of welcome a house. to the American dream. So you you yeah. bought yeah. the house. You're renting. Now you get to yeah. fix all cool. everything. Congratulations! Yeah, cheers to that. Oh, believe yeah, me, I. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. All cheers. <laughs> a birthday for, for uh, to uh, cheers to up. here's to thirty years of debt. Endangered servitude. Right. Actually, you can still do tens now. I'm such a millennial. I have no idea how any mortgages work. I have no idea. You, <laughs> like not even. You pay. I'm, pl- I'm paying for, for avocado you pay. toast. That's instead. about right, John. You pay <laughs> and you pay. Yeah, you, you pay. pay. But the nice thing is, it's the only damn tax write-off that's left. And that's what we needed that's most of it, all. Was man. we? We really needed you, that. You yeah. want that? Yeah. You know, a couple grand a month write-off. It's like holy shit. Yeah, I got to go get her wife that makes a lot of money. So we. Me, I don't make a lot of money. <laughs> so, Cheers so, to that, too. We, we got to start <laughs> buying something. We got to start buying stuff. Well, I, don't, I don't think it's in the You know the best way to anymore. make wine in the wine business? What's that? Sell things to the wine business. <laughs> yeah. Well, the what, Levi Strauss what would, method. What would you <laughs> sell now? Um, I, Corks. I, I noticed that Dave, David <laughs> Cook has opened a wine store. 
What? I haven't been in there yet. I gotta go check what? it out. Wait, wait, where the, is the, uh, David the, over on Eighth Street? The old granary. Yes. Uh, yes. Is now grape grape supply, farm supply, and winemaking supply. It's really it's, yeah. It's uh, and it's da- and, it, and it's also like the Cook Vineyard hoses, Management Yard. Hey, David, you ought to advertise to some of the wineries. I know. Maybe uh, I don't know a podcast advertising or something. David? Maybe he's only advertising to wineries that make Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> He does like his screw top Sauvignon Blanc. So he's not he's selling, selling wine. Selling he's selling Sauvignon pro- Blanc making supplies. He, he is selling <laughs> connectors and and um, watering systems. Huh. Anything you need. No, it's a. It's a. He's not selling clones. It was a hole in the market that was uh, giant and wide open. You're in Absolutely. Sonoma Valley, where there's a ton of wineries, and there was no supply stores for any for corks, bottles, winemaking supplies. Everything you had to do was outside of the valley. Oh, so it's either, either, either Santa Rosa or Napa. Yep. So wow. either way, no matter where you're at, you're a half an hour to. You know, run to the store to grab something. So I hope it, it works out well for yeah, you. Yeah, so do I. No, we're, we're pulling for it because you know, our wineries, you know, where we make our wine, it's uh, a mile away. So it could, be, it could be really good. And he's got to have good stuff, though. So David, I hope you're listening. <laughs> two new twins, you know, twin boys, just as of a couple of weeks ago. So, so he's motivated he need, to have successful business. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. So anyway. Um, would you guys buy wine at Costco under the Costco label? Amazon? Would you order an Amazon wine? Does Amazon make wine? Whole food? Yeah, they do they're now. W- they're working on it. Yep. Uh, that was the article that you sent me. So, and and I think the from what, Bloomberg. What prompted it was that that I had bought a bottle of all Oliver's Sauvignon Blanc, and Oliver's is a market near my house that is kind of like a it's like a Whole Foods, but it's more of a local. The, the employees own the store and run the store, um, but they had wines. I love Oliver's. I plan, uh, I plan trips to how do I get, to go How shop. do I get to... I've been to Katati once, man. So. Uh, well, I mean, there's one in Katati. There's, 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 there's one four in, stores. There's one in Santa Rosa, one in Sebastopol. Yep, and Windsor. Newly opened Windsor. store in Windsor. And uh, the new store in Windsor is like... It has a brew pub in the back, and I mean the, it's it's chasing the Whole Foods. Yeah, it, I mean think of the, the ultimate, the ultimate lots of trouble. grocery shopping experience, and I mean they have a cheese person that does all the cheese. They have a wine expert that does all the wine. Um, but but these are That's not the way. Whole but it's Foods not stuffy. Started. These people are they're like down to earth people wearing t shirts. Um, yeah, no, I mean uh, Oliver's is a great. Great yeah. folks. They actually have people in the wine department helping you find wine, answering right. questions. Right. Um, two of the stores have tastings, um, you know, once a week and stuff. Ours so, has tasting. It seems like every um, night. Yeah. So yeah, it's, beer and wine. That's they, just, they do you know, that's just you drink. Night. You're not supposed to drink in that's the aisles, house. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a tasting. Can I get a glass? <laughs> well, he's the one. Just because you have a corkscrew in your pocket. The, the, the other thing about uh, the other thing about, about Oliver's is they lot. they love to support and not just the wine business. They love to support Sonoma County. Oh. And they hang businesses. banners up with, yeah, I mean, if banners. you're a farm or you're a uh, winemaker or whatever. But so, so anyway, I'm drinking this bottle of Oliver Sauvignon Blanc and I'm thinking, oh, you know what? You know, you've seen the two buck Chuck and then yeah. at, uh, at, at Costco, you got the Kirkland brand, which I've never bought. But it's, yeah, just see, and John, anything, has, John has a real problem with this. Real problem I don't have a problem anything. with this because, and here's why is because I've been one of those people that have bought either juice or contracted a winemaker to make wine for me. And and for me, there's pros and cons. And the pros f- outweigh the cons in my specific situation in that 
I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew exactly what I wanted to pay. I knew stylistically what I wanted in the wine. I knew the packaging that I wanted. And so for me, that, that's all positive, 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 positive. The, the con, was the only thing for me that the, the negative aspect was that once I put my label on that, if anything went wrong with that wine, it's, I, it's, it's my wine. Yeah. Right. Well, um, in this Bloomberg article, they say even restaurants such as the French Laundry and Nobu, right. I don't know right. Nobu. Where's Nobu, sure. Nobu's uh, yeah. Fancy Sushi, Malibu, yeah. Beverly Hills, yeah. uh, Have Vegas. jumped on the bandwagon to offer exclusive bottles to their guests, and such steakhouses as Del Frisco's sell plushy Cabernets under their own label. So, and, you know, these all come about... Yeah. These these all come about with relationships, and you know a place like Del Frisco's, they're working with a winery that they do a lot of business with, and um, you know wineries will peel off uh, hundred cases or something for the right account. Um, well, we have it here in town, right? Yeah. Sure, we, girl, you know, yeah. girl, girl the fig, fig does absolutely. Girl yeah. the fig does that. It's and, the um, same wine hey, that I was drinking from Frick. Or it may not always. Or Kievelstad. Kievelstad a- uh, did a white blend, and and we we made a at the girl in the fig. We did a white blend for them. Uh, Doug Marjoram uh, from Dallas. Listen, South there's a it. wine. There's a there's a wine company in. I don't know if they're based in Sonoma or Napa, but part of their business plan and the majority of the wine they sell is wine. They do custom labels for restaurant chains all across the United right. States. Right, and it's. It's good wine, you know, that's made by skilled winemakers. And the price is all that's relevant. Okay. The yeah. price is all relevant to where the where the grapes came from and how much the costs are. And, and, and how, it's um, scale. how good and the wine scale, is. You scale, know? Scale, it, you no know? matter how cheap, if a wine is too awful to drink, it's not a good deal. Right. A, right. But it doesn't, you know what, though, that that goes for any wine. You know, there's right. there's wine that you could pay a hundred dollars for, and frankly, it's gross. But it, because of <laughs> whatever factors that go into the brand and the location, they get a hundred dollars for it. it. Doesn't mean it's drinkable wine. But and I've, there's wine that you can find the the Kirkland brand uh, Rutherford Cabernet from yeah, Napa Valley. They I've make they make they make seventy five hundred cases a year. So it's yeah. not it's huge amount, but it's a decent amount of wine, yeah. and it's. You get it's twenty dollars a bottle or For something the price, in Costco, I've heard it and is it is you could put it up against ninety percent of the Napa cabs at four times the price, yep. and it stands up. Yep, and and that's because well, taking the Napa like, pricing like quotient. Bart out of it. said it's it's highly skilled winemakers, great grape sources, and and it's scale. So if you have in the same production facility, you're making wines that go for two, three hundred, four hundred dollars a bottle. You can also make wine that you put in less expensive glass, you use less right. expensive labels, less expensive corks, and all of a sudden it fits into your economic, you know, calculus at twenty dollars a bottle. And and mm. listen, the other thing is that you know it, a winery um, they pick and choose what they want to put in the bottle, right? Um, and knowing that they're going to sell some wine in the bulk market. The, the things that don't make their program, they'll put it out in the bulk market and offer it out. Well, if they don't have to go through a broker to sell it to another winery, and they can sell it to a restaurant or direct. to Costco, Absolutely. sell it direct, and if they can bottle it for them, you know, it's a little more headache for them, but th- they still make money on it. So it, it's, it's a good way to get rid of wine that doesn't fit your program. It's not saying it's a bad wine. It's just stylistically, yep. it's not what you want. Yeah. See, but you are the one that has taught me that just because it's not my palate 
doesn't agree with me, it's not a bad wine. Right. And I mean, that, that, that is fair, something right? I, it is absolutely yeah. fair. And uh, and I there was a day that. where there was a lot of really bad wine in bottles, and those days are kind of gone. I mean, like bad as in defective. Right. There's not a lot of defective wine mm. in bottles. Anymore. Modern who, who wine making the has worst yeah. um, that you can think of. No, nah, I'm not. Gonna. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, uh, Gala was uh, back when I was in college. You just could, you could buy Matus. And you could buy one or two others, and then all that fortified crap, right. you know, the but even, green springs and stuff. That wasn't really wine. Even then, those producers had a stratified production. There was a bulk of it that was jug wine and was crap, and they were still making good wine. That was, you know, maybe it, it didn't leave the county. Maybe it was, you know, or they had a, a deal to somebody that that. But there was good wine being made. Even then, you can go through. You have a thousand barrels. You're going to find ten of them that are good, and you take those ten and you make a special bottling, and the other nine hundred and ninety go into gallon jugs. And then also think in terms of marketing. I mean, you guys have seen those those ads lately for the for the razors that are like a one dollar razor. Yeah, you join this program, razor club. Yeah. Right, you join this club and they'll send them to your home because Gillette has had a stranglehold on the market. And you go to Costco, I'm paying, I mean, how much am I paying? Six dollars, something like that, a razor that I'm using two, three times. So this is, I think, I feel like this shaving. is. Oh, man. <laughs> That's that. I wish I could join that club. So these, they found I don't know a. The last uh, time I bought a razor, I have no idea a what a razor market costs. Where, you know what? They know it doesn't cost that much. And so they're saying, you know what? We'll fill that hole. And I think this is one of those things where people that own either restaurants or uh, shops that know they can that, that they can sell wine say, you know what, let's fill that hole and let's not pay. Let's not Am pay I that. Am just a hard market. sell that I just will still go? You old crotchety man, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, are I'm a hard sell. You need to change your ways, yeah. sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, don't change your ways. Keep buying the expensive wine that you oh, buy because you like the labels. Sorry, except I, for uh, sixteen six hundred and eight. I haven't been uh, look. I haven't been going nuts. Uh, I had a label I still have not been able to go into. Um, Jeff Cohn. Uh, Jeff's hours I know. are not, they're not um, jiving with what it says on the website. And uh, They're still, you know, they, they're in, they're in figure out new space mode still. They've only been open a month or two. Yeah. Look, I mean, but frankly, I, I feel like, around, I feel like it took yeah. me, it's taken 18 months in my tasting room to really start to, Sort of dial it all in, and I'm I'm feeling like you know this month is two years August August 2015. You're at home, and and I'm starting to feel like we now have a flow and the rhythm and know how to to best operate it. And yeah, maybe I could have planned more ahead of time, but I don't think it would have mattered. Once you get it rolling, that's when you have to figure out the kinks and and build the the program. So you know Jeff Cohen had a successful tasting room in in Oakland for a long time, and they're gonna. They'll, they'll they'll figure it out for their Sonoma spot, and yeah, they will. You know, they're, they're already happier here. More. Well, I did get so. over to uh, Steve Laws and uh, bought a couple over there, and you know, I was just kind of running around town, thinking, "What do I want to get?" Can you know, I, can I, I throw a shout out to uh, um, Cindy at uh, Passaggio? I think oh, she's going to have a little harvest party. Thinking it's something like the twenty fifth of September, but if, nice. she's actually going to let people come and 
stomp grapes and um she's uh, that's great. a dangerous game yeah. it's a dangerous <laughs> game and only because to to plan a party around a function in the winery right means that your grapes better be coming in that day or right. or you know what you know what are you and, gonna and, do and, so and, and, and who knows about, with harvest who knows and, if this and, is gonna be an actual you know if these grapes right. are gonna make it into and the go bar. down to costco and buy a whole bunch well, of you know and the other thing about the thing about harvest is planning things about harvest is once you say oh yes sweetie i'll be home at seven so we can go out to dinner on friday night the truck will get there late and right. then something will break down and you'll have to well what happened today right. today so, today we were seven in the plans. morning we, you know what we were supposed to have karen robinson on the on his the show bottles today. were due wednesday there he was going to do bottling and and all of a sudden last minute i mean literally within an hour of the time we we're yeah. supposed to do the show he said I got bottles that are coming. I got a jet. I but hope you, you guys know, don't hate that's me. That's all okay. No, we the don't. only thing that stays the same is everything changes. Right. <laughs> um, and believe me, change is usually pretty good. And you know what? The only other thing I wanted to talk about today was um, the fact that uh, Dane Sellers, Grenache Blanc, <laughs> is in the Blanc. Holy shit. <laughs> it's been a long day for me. <laughs> Can we scratch that? Can we? <laughs> let me start Edit over. that out. Let Ed. me start over. I've been at Lasseter since 10 a.m. So, <laughs> uh, Dane Sellers, Chenin Blanc, Chenin, uh, you 2016, Blanc Chenin 2016, Blanc. has been in the bottle. because I can't make Grenache Blanc. <laughs> it has. <laughs> Henry Mathis got that market corner. It has been in the bottle since Friday. Um, You've already, how many have you had now? Uh, this is my first bottle, actually. Oh, really? Uh, of labeled, of labeled <laughs> right. wine. And they are all shiners. Um, before, huh? And you can go to danesellers.com and purchase. Are, Bart, are you, are you ready you to want. start selling this? By the, by the time this gets out, probably. By the time this, okay. Right. Yeah. It means sitting down at the computer and right. playing with right. the website exactly, enough until yeah. it actually gets And remembering ready. how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Call your web guy. You know, get Dane to do it. He's the one who's going to be. That is absolutely, you know. whenever you have a technical question, ask the youngest the person in the room, right. even if they're five. Yeah, I think that label's <laughs> a little high. Do you think I should have lowered the label a little bit? You know what? Who cares? No. You Why? know what? It's yeah. right, it's right you exactly so? where it should be. I mean, look at this thing. Yeah. You could have know. put a stick figure on that thing, and I would buy I, that I, one. They're all right. Your label isn't that. as tall as mine. Bart, what are you gonna so What I, are you gonna sell this stuff for on your website? Because I've been hyping this stuff for a long time. I, I believe we're gonna get it at twenty eight dollars a bottle. Twenty eight dollars a bottle. That's okay. a steal at twenty eight dollars a bottle. Twenty eight dollars a bottle. Organically grown, Mendocino right. County Chenin right. Blanc, planted right. in nineteen forty one. Wow, that's old. Okay. And I and I like to I, raise your I don't hype a lot of wine on the show. Buddhist, at, but but you can tell that I really like this wine. This and, is a right and grown is, on a Buddhist colony. I mean, yeah, this is the stuff right here. That's it. You should raise the price five dollars a bottle and say that you're donating some back to the to the temple or something. Wow, you know what, Sam? You're just gonna burn in hell. What the hell are you talking you still about? Make a donation. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Holy is there a shit. difference between what you just poured me from 16600 and the Barolo? Well, yeah, this is 2014 <laughs> Grenache from Oakville. That's yeah. <laughs> a whole, you're in a completely wow. different planet yes, we than are. 2010 yes, Barolo. It must have been the... They are uh, both red. They're the and, that's where the, and, that, and that's it. That's the only similarity. They're in a bottle. You drink them both out of a wine <laughs> They have alcohol in them. That's, <laughs> that's about the only... All right. All right. Well. I think we're going down a... Hole here. <laughs> uh, Winery16600.com. Like the, the homage white blend. It's Not available ass. for sale yet. Ah, oh, kick It'll ass. be uh, 
I'll release it in the tasting room on at my Grenache Day party, which is September 17th, Vinyl Sunday. Are you going to do Grenache Weekend again? Grenache Weekend, yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'll have it released in the tasting room for a month or two before I put it on the website. Cool. Yeah, drink more Grenache, people. Drink more Grenache. Already. Drink more Grenache. Well, I think Grenache is, you know, it hasn't reached its peak. Brace yourself. The Grenaches are coming. There, we haven't even reached. No. The next five years, will the amount of Grenache that's available on the market will yeah. double, triple, quadruple. And what will suffer? Uh, Everything else. Well, no, nothing. Nothing's going to suffer. It's just a there, it's just it's pie. just uh, the sort of waves Healthy of the growth. market. Um, you know, Merlot is still down. Uh, Pinot's kind of ebbing a little bit, but it's just. Uh, Opening up to new markets, finding new drinkers, um, and the sort of evolution of, of vineyards. Uh, you know, vines get old, they die, they get pulled out, and new things get planted. And a lot of the new things that are getting planted is is Grenache. So. And hopefully Grenache will bring Syrah up. You know what I'm saying? Is well, at least you can blend. hide it in the Syrah. The, the GSM blends, right. you know, those, right. those, the people start, they'll start, you know, they're seeing it more. So if they see a GSM blend, they see the word Syrah. So then if they see 100% Syrah, they'll say, oh, I've had that in a blend before. And, you know, that's that's good shit. Yeah. Right? I, you know, I, I, I think we need to get people to understand that, you know, Syrah is more than just that Syrahs, right? right? I mean, I think a lot of people were left with that trend. Um, the overly extracted, overly fruity, Torbrook, you know, uh, uh, fruit bombs. And, yeah. you know, they don't have to be that way. Cool climate right. Syrah or mountain Syrah um, is amazing. And it's uh, very different and, you know, uh, incredibly f- food friendly. So, yeah. Um, Which hopefully you will see, uh, hopefully after the next two shows, one of them we will have Kieran Robinson on. We'll talk about uh, cool climate Syrah. And we we will be broadcasting live, live from the Grenache from my birthday for Bart's birthday. For Bart's birthday right. Right. at five hundred people at Sweet D, D for Bart, and we will be this. We'll get four or five shows out of that. Anyone that so hasn't been, be you know, International Grenache and Day is something that's celebrated in France and Spain, but rare. Not celebrated enough in the United States. Fist. So over the last three years, Sonder <laughs> Bernstein of the Girl in the Fig has been leading the charge, and uh, the party will get bigger and bigger. Uh, eventually, it will be a parade in downtown Sonoma that will take over the square. Um, Sonoma does love a parade. Uh, right. And actually, they do like to parade. They love setting up for the parade. They, <laughs> they love putting their freaking house furniture out there in the, in the, in the square. In the that middle of the is night. something that happened for, uh, for the city party. And I'm talking yeah. to you, they, Mia you, Sebastiani. They, they used to, you know, they, they'd take candelabras Brian and hang them from the, the trees. <laughs> I love you, crazy, Mia. You know, I mean, I've only, I've, I've been to one of those city parties. And it was fun. David Aguilar yeah. and Cody Binkley and all those guys played, which I guess is kind of like, you know. I, I, mean, I think Big Brother and the Holding Company, some whatever that version of it looks like now, played at the last city party. Oh, but man, uh, on, as for Grenache Day, if, if you Google Grenache Day 2017, there'll be a website. Uh, there is a, some Grenache Day event in a town, a restaurant, somewhere near you. If you go to the website... As people add their events, there's a map. So across the world, you can find right. your closest Grenache yep. Day event yep. and do something like, September 7th, 15th, yeah. drink Grenache. It's kind of like uh, following the uh, sun. Exactly. And the path of, the of, to- of Grenache totality. <laughs> but in this case, you can look at the label. 
look at the right. You can look directly at the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to ask. I've got my special glasses over there that I didn't need. Now I need them. Now when I get outside, so we'll take a picture of John with those glasses on. We'll post them on the website. So say goodbye to everybody and let them know where you can where they can get your wine. Uh, You know we're at uh, danesellers.com. And you make uh, Shannon Blanc. And uh, <laughs> get it now, you know people. We actually make things other than Shannon Blanc, <laughs> but yes, we make Shannon Blanc. Zen, and you do make a fabulous cap. Zen cab you grenache. Know. As wow. always, John, thanks for hosting us. I and, really can't uh, get enough. And of thanks to all grenache. all you folks who uh, actually listen to our nonsense. <laughs> well, they are listening. They're having fun, and that's the point. And we're taking the stuffiness out of it. So. All right, uh, and Mr. Katuri, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Um, beautiful, you know. I know you had a little party this morning. That was you got up on the mountain. You actually, yeah. you actually saw the sun blank out for I, a little I, bit. I saw the eclipse. We had we were planning on having a grenache uh, an eclipse party at the tasting room. <laughs> the fog wasn't breaking uh, at about nine thirty. I loaded up. Uh, all the, about twenty five people. Wow! Two plates of frittata, some beignets, some coffee, some orange juice, and some champagne. And we drove to the top of the mountain, and wow. and we caught the uh, caught the eclipse, and then the fog rolled in at about ten twenty five, and everybody went home. It was the perfect little party. Is it, isn't it amazing how when the fog lifts, how you know you can be up on top of the mountain and it's clear as a bell, and you see the fog down there. And then all of a sudden starts to warm up a little bit, and then you're in the fog, and it's like, oh, what happened? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? It's it that, was this, that was this morning on yeah. the top of the mountain. Brian, thank you for coming so much. Um, thank what's you, up John. for you this week? Uh, wow, busy. Uh, yeah, you know, well, actually you got lunch have, tomorrow. Actually, got a, a few days off this week. Looking forward to uh, going to a Pink Martini concert on Friday at the Green Center. At Sonoma State, anyone pink that, martinis at the Green Center. Well, pink martini is, at the Green this Center. This is pink. Singing. Sounds like the usual. Yeah. No, not we the, have the Reservoir Dogs. There we go. Oh man, we got the most beautiful setup at the uh, at the Green Center, which I can literally walk to from my house. Really? Yeah. Now I have um, been there for Bill Maher only. That's good to know. Yes, it is. That means we can kind of cra- crash at Bryant. <laughs> but the, the, the people that built it was uh, the Cotting. Cotting. Cotting people yeah, build co- Cotting Town, yeah. So and and then the person that used to book the events for the Met is the person that books the events. And it's um, a real deal, like music band. Yeah, they've got. Oh, it, it is got sweet. Good stuff last, going on. Uh, I think the last uh, show I saw there was Ben Harper. Um, nice. I, oh, I was at that show. I think I was escorted out halfway through the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're not going to ask. But I'm hoping why. to stay through the whole show. For You're the, not uh, allowed to smoke concert. cools inside the Green Music Center. <laughs> Just because it's called the Green Music Center. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember what happened, but my, I know my wife took me home about halfway through that show. So. I, I, it was you escorted the out by spousals. I, I, I have to be honest. <laughs> I have been tossed from one concert myself. Yeah. It was from one word, just one word that I used to a woman who was giving me a lot of grief. Yeah, that's not the word to use. And and, I, <laughs> yeah. and and the next thing I know, it was like the cabs are out there. Right. And I was extremely embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But hey, now it's on the it table. It happens to the best of you. That's right. Us. Us. <laughs> the best of us. So. Hey, everybody. No. Thanks for listening. We are the winemakers with... Uh, Bart Hansen, Sam Katuri. Sometimes we even talk about wine. John Myers. We talk about wine all the time, baby. And thanks for listening. We will see you next week. And uh, we will have Karen Robinson on soon. And then we immediately roll into Grenache. Grenache Day. Grenache Easters. Unite. (laughs) Grenache life. Peace and love, kids. Thanks for listening. Bye.
The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you.